Next on BYU Sports Nation, reuniting as a band of brothers. BYU football gets a pep talk like no other. Brian Logan takes on the coaching role in today's Logan takeover. CeeLo about to go positively postal. Plus, BYU basketball all access with Kyle Davis and BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood on the Fall Classic. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. The party's here on the west side. Yes, yes. Feels good to be back with you, my brother. It's been a while. We it feels so good. Sorry, right. that was very bad. The show has already peaked. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Oh, BYU man. Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, October 30th. Happy birthday, Jerem Jordan. Happy birthday, Jerem. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday. You filled, you, filled your, you filled your singing quote already. See, you didn't say it was bad the first time, so I thought it was good, so I just kept going. Okay, I'm going to stop now. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with former Tybo model and expert, Brian Logan. I, I, I try. Thank you, my Billy friend. Blanks is so proud of you. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. First of all, how do referees not show up on time for a game? Because that's what happened last night at the Cougar tip-off. Jerem Jordan and I are, are on the air. We're doing it live on BYU TV Sports. And the players take the court. Everyone starts looking around. <laughs> Where's like, the refs at? Where, where are the referees? What's going on? <laughs> They're watching the World Series. They're too busy. No, you know what it is? You, know, you, you see so much refs nowadays with like these tight shirts on. And I, I can't get mad at them or clown because I do the same thing. So I, I understand and appreciate it. But refs are coming out looking fly nowadays, man. Fly, like I'm on HD. I gotta look good. I gotta do some bicep curls. Give me an extra medium shirt, please, so I can see my muscles. That's what was going on. <laughs> Put some gel in my hair. HD changes everything, man. I'm telling you. Refs, can they have swagoo, Brian? They do have swagoo. Wow. You got you got Under Armour and Nike that are fighting for uh, you know sponsoring referee jerseys. I mean, it's getting crazy, man. It's I talked to crazy. Dave Rose after the game uh, about the ref situation, and he said, "I've never been so anxious for guys that I don't really like to show up." <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point right there. Can we Dave. take a step back for a moment and recognize what a special player Tyler Hawes is? It took 30 years for Danny Ainge's all-time record scoring points at BYU to be broken by Jimmer Fredette. Now, three years later, Tyler Hawes is on the cusp of eclipsing Jimmer's mark. Man, Tyler Hawes. I, I didn't get to watch the game because uh, I was watching the, the the World Series, but you know, taking a look back at, at just some of the notes from the game and, and how and how how incredible he played. I mean, man, that gets me so so that much more excited. You know, to have a guy come in, you know, be a senior and really say, you know what, I'm going to step up my game this year. I'm going to take it to the next level. And that's what you always want to see from an athlete. I don't care what sport it is. Is You know, you are good. Let's try to go great. If you're great, I don't know what's, what's next. You know, <laughs> but let's try, to, let's try to get there. And so to take his game to the next level and try to play more uh, consistent, man, it's a good feeling. It's setting this team up for a bright, a bright season. He looks really good. Slimmer, faster, better on-ball defender from what we can tell. 
How spoiled are BYU basketball fans? Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's start it off with today's Twitter question. It's a pep talk Thursday. So what is your best pep talk for BYU football in 140 characters or less? First tweet in from at PWNR1019. I met him last night at the Cougar tip-off. He says, you are not just a defense or an offense or a group of special teams. True. You play for BYU, go hard or go home. Love it. Love it. Team game, team effort, about the, te- about the team, about your brothers. Let's go. If you're not with it, get out. Put up or shut up. We're about to get passionate. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Band of Brothers. It's time for Brian to put on the hat and become Coach Logan. CeeLo. Okay, or the headband. Whatever. <laughs> Brian, you were on the team the last time BYU lost four straight so this is a pep talk moment. BYU has a real opportunity here. They're traveling a long way to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's a true getaway. Yep. Expecting seven to 10,000 BYU fans, if not more, in the middle of Tennessee, despite those four losses in a row. So, Brian, what do you want to hear from your coaches in that moment as a player, and now that you're the coach, per se, what do you need to say to your players? Well, it's all about experience. And so I'm going to take the same experience that I had when I played in 2010 and we lost four straight games. And I'm going to use what Coach Mendenhall used. He, he came in, when, and this is the, to the defense. Uh, it wasn't really to the offense. I don't know what was said in the other room. But when he came into the defense, he said, look, you know, I'm, I'm taking over. And really, the, the thing that you guys are lacking is confidence. You guys are good players. You guys are scholarship guys. You guys put your pants on just like they do. You put your pads on just like them. You've earned scholarships just like them. And so what he did was to back up that statement, he went through about four or five different games that we, that we played that we lost, right? And he, and he picked about four plays. And I remember the Florida State game in 2010 when we lost, he pointed out me and Andrew Rich, and he said, look at this play right here. And it was like 70-yard touchdown run. And he said, we have our two best players, Brian Logan and Andrew Rich. If, they, if, if Brian does his job, if Andrew does his job, this play is stopped and they don't score a touchdown. How hard is it for Brian to do this? Oh, guys were like, oh, yeah, he does it all the time. How hard is it for Andrew to do this? Oh, he does it all the time. Exactly my point, guys. You guys are good. You guys can compete. And it changed, it changed our world. We were like, whoa, we, we could have won it that game. We could have won it. We could have won that game, guys. Like, you know, it it built the confidence up with us. And we said, wow, not only Florida State and these big-time schools, but we we have the ability, we have the athletic talent to win. So confidence, as far as a pep talk, that's what I would tell these guys. Look, you guys are three, four-star guys. You guys run four fours and four threes. You guys are six foot. You guys can lift 300 pounds. You guys can play ball. You can play ball with the best of them. Go out and believe and achieve. CeeLo just getting started on BYU Sports Nation. I think that's a proverb, believe and achieve. Next chance to truly circle the wagons happens in Conference USA territory in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Now, we're seeing some disconcerting trends over the past four weeks. Mistakes, and the coaches have referenced this, the players have referenced this, and you're going to talk about this as well, Brian. They're making the same mistakes 
eight weeks into the season. What does that tell you? Yeah, you know, it's, it's so frustrating as a player because, you know, and as a fan, you, you say, what's going on? What's the issue? Why, why can't you fix these mistakes? And it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a teenager. I remember my mom saying, hey, take out the trash, son. Take out the trash. What do I have to do to tell you to take out the trash? Please take out the trash. And so it's the same thing. Why are your eyes in the wrong places? Why aren't you keeping outside container, outside leverage? And so to me, it's just kids being hard-headed, you know, I love my mother to death, but there was times, you know, when I was going through hormones and changes, I was like, ooh, lady, leave me alone. And so you, you kind of almost get the sense that, you know, the players are like, oh, coach, leave me alone. I'm going to do my own thing. And so it just goes back to just being selfish and not playing as a team and not have, you know, not playing for the guy on the side of you and, and next to you. These things are fixable, correct? Oh, so fixable. So fixable. I mean, these are things that are taught at the lower, the lowest levels, high school, junior college, and these guys are making them over and over again. It's just being hard-headed. It's not, nothing to do with uh, athletic ability. It has everything to do with having the desire and the want to to listen to the coach and know your assignments and play your technique accordingly. Because you know they can do it, just like you were shown. Hey, I hate these five plays, Brian. You ran these five plays perfectly. I could say you, the cameraman, the camera lady, right? They, they can do it. These are all tech. This is all technical things. It has nothing to do with talent at all. It's, it's technique. It's easy. Talent comes, comes last. Technique comes first. You've mentioned a few times lack of communication. That's a very overused phrase in sports and life. And, oh, yeah, our communication skills are like, what the heck does that mean in football? The, the thing that, that that's scary with to, to me is in 2011 uh, or excuse me 2009 when I first came my, my first season I wasn't as close with the guys now it, it wasn't any particular reason I just wasn't as close with with, with my secondary my group and so our lack of communication uh, did have a negative effect uh, you know from little small things like trust right and and just knowing the ability of, of my guy to the left or my guy in front of me and then being able to play and feed off them and so it was nothing wrong I did not hate the guys I did not like them whatever the case was uh, but it, uh, but not having that that chemistry uh, that unity off the field really affected I think on the field and the only reason why I say that is because 2010 was a completely different year we were tied at the hips with each other I mean they're watching film nine o'clock at night, you know, on campus together, going bowling and, and, you know, hanging out outside of football. And that trust, that communication factor became a positive with us. You know, we wanted to play for each other because that was my brother off the field. Yeah. And so that was my brother on the field as well. And so we, it was easy for communication. We even, me and Andrew made up our own stuff. Hey, coach, we, you know, coach, coach, I was like, what were you guys doing here? Uh, uh, let's see what happened. Was, what had happened were we had made up this signal, you know, when <laughs> we were playing Uno and eating gushers, and we just thought it would be cool if we made up this play. So, yeah, sorry. Oh, okay, well, you got an interception, so good job. <laughs> you know, you're right, you're right. So communication, you got to have that unity. you got to have that, that brotherhood. And, and obviously that allows you to play not for yourself but for your brother. Hard to fix that in one week, but. Really hard. Why not try? I mean, a win will not fix everything, not even close, but it can start to kind of, I guess, coddle that type of uh, a relationship that you want. And and you're setting it up for the younger guys. The younger guys are starting to see older guys do it. And then you start to get this trend of this is what BYU football is all about. You know, it's not a it's not an individual game. You, you know, you're not playing for yourself. You're playing for your brothers. You're playing for your family and your team and the program and what the program stands for. 
And so the, the younger guys get the trend, they learn it, and then when the next generation comes, it gets passed on and so on and so forth. Now the third thing that we have noticed in this, uh, these unsettling trends is – I guess the the lack of, of consistent excitement and passion. You see Jamal Williams get back in the game. He goes fired for up. nine yards, and he's he's super fired up. And all of BYU Sports Nation is watching this like, yeah, it's good to mm-hmm. have the swag daddy back. We're banging our chest with oh, yeah. him and getting everybody fired up. Chest just, bumps. you got gummy frozen gummy bears flying everywhere, sugar <laughs> flying everywhere. There's just... There's just not a ton of that going on. It doesn't seem so anyway. No, no. And that's, and that's the thing that, that really breaks my heart the most is that, you know, you have an opportunity to play this game. You know, it, 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 there's people out there that just aren't as talented or as blessed to play uh, that wish they can play. And then you have other, other people in certain situations, medical issues. You know, they, they may not ever have a chance to play. And you are, are over here frowning and mad and sad, got your head hanging. You're, you're sitting down when you should be standing up and rooting. We made a rule in 2010, everybody stands up. If you're tired, take a knee, but you're going to come to the sideline and you're going to watch a, you're gonna watch your brothers play and you're going to support them. And, to, and, 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 and when, when the Ole Miss game was a perfect example, when Kyle had that, that strip, sack, fumble, touchdown, the entire team, including the coaches, ran down to, that, to, that, to the end zone and got a penalty. And Coach Mendenhall on Monday, Joe, this is from Joe Sampson, said we, he loved it. He said, I would take this time over and over again. I love the passion. I love the excitement. But when Fred Warner got a pick six and nobody was there to greet him, like one, maybe two guys. I think one guy, I think Craig Bills was the only one there. I was like, what in the world is going on? You, If you don't like it, you fake it. Get your butt in that end zone and you celebrate <laughs> with your man. You don't score on defense. When do you score on defense? Don't worry, I'll wait. Yep, never. You barely ever, ever, never, ever, 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 ever score on defense. Why not celebrate that? That is a huge, huge moment. And to only see one guy, it's like, man, that is that really breaks my heart. There really is a lack of passion for the game. If you're not playing, if, if it's not all about you, you can't celebrate. And that was horrible. I remember, too, in 2010, after we made plays, we had linemen coming up and doing chest bumps with us. I would get knocked down because they were like 400 pounds. <laughs> and it's but totally okay. It's okay, and I loved it. I loved having offensive guys come in and give, and give defensive guys love. That shows you team unity and bonding. Are you not entertained, BYU Sports Nation, by CeeLo? Coach Logan bringing it today. It is a pep talk Thursday for BYU football. I don't care what it is. If it's rediscovering the Band of Brother t-shirts. Yes. The special blade of grass that you guys are given. Yes. Something. Get pumped up. That's what really took, I think, took us to the next level when Coach Minnell said, give me your t-shirts. We're throwing them all away. Here's new new, new t-shirts that we're going to issue. He stamped Band of Brothers on them, which he he hadn't done for a few years. And we wore those gray t-shirts. I remember we were getting clowned by everybody in the media. Those are ugly. Those are horrible. Well, you know what? Band of Brothers. That's why we're wearing them. And, it, and, and, it, and you look at the next generation, Joe Sampson, you know, uh, Wona and all those guys, they wore them too. Now I don't see them anymore. That, you, you don't see that tradition anymore that, hey, Band of Brothers, we're playing for each other. We're playing. Bob. Hashtag Bob. Band of Brothers. Get her done. Playing for a blade of grass. You're playing for something. 
we cut a we cut a blade of grass, a single blade of grass, and we put it in a little pouch and we wore it on our on our belts. So every time we looked down and we were fr- and, you know we we were mad or upset and we looked down because we were hanging our heads and we saw that brand we saw that blade of grass p- pop your head up. We would write stuff on our on our cleats. Brandon Bradley would put put head up, confidence. You're good. You can play this. You know things like that, man. Just got us going and juiced and excited. I'm ready to play now. Give me this helmet. Where's the helmet at? <laughs> oh, it's on your side. We'll, we'll find one. It's, it's right here. <laughs> it's right here. Brian Logan is just getting going. What is your pep talk for BYU football in 140 characters or less? Great responses coming in. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, BYU basketball all access with Kyle Davis. Why did he transfer from Utah State? BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Brian, what are you doing on Saturday, say, 1230 Mountain Time? Oh, countdown to kickoff. That is correct. Join Brian Logan and his band of analysts as they get you ready for BYU and Middle Tennessee. I'll be giving you updates live from Murfreesboro, Tennessee at Johnny Red Floyd Stadium, yes. Tennessee Barbecue. Here we come. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for that game. Another opportunity to play. Another opportunity for fans to watch and support the team. Always will have my support. Always, always, always. What is your best pep talk for BYU football in 140 characters or less? Brian used a few more than 140 characters, but right, right. <laughs> that was like so. that was like 30 tweets As altogether. Just got a uh, tweet in from at kwitty70. Brian Logan is bringing it today. He needs to be on the billboard. Jerem needs to be moved to the scout team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, happy birthday! Hey, to don't you. do that. Happy, happy birthday, Jerem. Happy birthday. We love you. There's room for three people on the billboard. Happy birthday. See, I, I, I think I just I would be fine with just being like in the back, in like the shadow, you know? <laughs> like, that would be fun. Jerem said that too. That would be fun. I think got sunglasses be. on up in the corner. I got, yeah, I got to have, you know, I think that would be. Below chain on. I think that would be so cool, man, <laughs> to be in the back like that. That'd be great. Billboards. Oh, keep, keep your tweets coming in using 140 characters or less on the Twitter machine. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball in the Cougar tip-off last night. Tyler Hawes said he wanted to lose some weight. He wanted to tone up, wanted to be stronger. He's at 195 right now, standing at 6'5". He looks lean. He looks faster. And, oh, man, did he score the basketball. And don't take that for granted. He's playing yeah. against guys he's been practicing against for seven weeks. They right. know everything they, that he does. Yeah, they, they, they know you. And, well, this is, the, this is the good thing I like. When you, when you are in practice and you're practicing against an elite player like that, what happens? You naturally get better. So your your second string guys, or maybe your guys that need some help on on the defensive end. When you're guarding somebody that's dynamic like that, that can shoot, can drive and score, and then you go out into the game and you're playing against somebody that's you know maybe a lesser talent. This is easy. This is a piece of cake. I had to deal with this guy. I, I see you over there sweating. Yeah, I had to guard him every day in practice. That's why I guard you. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, good luck, nothing, dude. sir. Good luck guarding Tyler Haas. 10 of 14, 35 points, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. He also said he wanted to get better specifically at shooting three-pointers. And that, my friends, brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Four. Stat of the day is four. Tyler Haas, four for four. From the three-point line. Hooey. You know what? It's, 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 it's so interesting to me when, when guys and players, just athletes, when they say, 
I'm going to tone down or I'm going to gain weight or I want to do this, I'm going to do this. And you hear about it, you come out and you see the new look and then their whole entire game just elevates, right? And you're like, wow. How this is how important training is. This is how important your you know your 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 body style is to fit your mold of what you're trying to accomplish. So for him to make that a goal, want to be slimmer, want to be more lean. You know, I think this will help my game in this area or help it in that area. And then for them for you to come out and then produce that, man, you talk about working your butt off. Gosh, I, and and that just excites me because you have a player that's dedicated. You know, he couldn't eat gushers. You know he couldn't eat Krispy Kremes. <laughs> you know he was on much the, as he wanted on the to diet. You know that's just it's just exciting. And then stuff like that, that right there, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, that spreads throughout the whole team. Oh, you're not gonna eat gushers? Okay, I'm not gonna eat Starburst then. Let's go. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Brandon Davies, though, by the way. Hey, no, BYU basketball, (laughs) former basketball star, 12 points, 5 rebounds, and 18 minutes for the 76ers in his second NBA season. They lost last night, but a good showing from Davies. Soccer tonight, BYU women trying to make it 12 straight wins. They're ranked number 15, and the 11th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team also on the road at Santa Clara tonight. Karma. BYU has a redshirt junior forward named Kyle Davis. You may remember his name because he played really well against BYU last year for Utah State. He has one chance to play in front of the BYU fans this year. Per transfer rules, he has to sit out. It was last night in the Cougar tip-off. He did not disappoint. 16 points, 8 for 10 shooting, and now he discusses why come to BYU? Why opt to sit out for a year? Why give up playing time now in Logan, Utah, and how he can help the BYU team right now? It almost hurts knowing that he can't play for a year. Here's BYU Basketball All Access with Kyle Davis. There it goes. Thumbs up. Kyle, this is the one opportunity you have to show yourself off to the fans. And uh, 8 for 10 shooting performance, not bad. How was it playing out there tonight uh, for the fans at BYU? Oh, it was, it was really fun. This will be the last time I get to play for a year. So I was just trying to <laughs> take advantage of it, enjoy it, soak it up. and Just a great time. First experience with BYU fans and, and loved it, obviously. So why'd you go zero, uh, 0 for in the first and 16 in the second? I was just, just getting ready, just getting it going, just starting to get my groove. Why was it that uh, why was it that you were unstoppable in the second half, uh, 8 of 10 from the field? I uh, just was able to get in good positions, able to make moves, and then just get a, a shot, and they went in tonight, and hopefully there's more of that next year. Kyle, I know your coaches are really excited about the prospect of what you bring. Yes, only to practice right now, but they feel like this BYU team is going to get a lot better just having you on the floor in practice every day. Have they talked to you about your specific role? Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to, to being able to help the team at practice this year because not being able to play, you have to find a way to get motivated every day and make every practice a game-type situation for me. So for me, it'll be going in and giving the guys a good look of the opposing team, getting in their, their mugs, going after rebounds and playing hard D and just, just trying to get them better throughout this year. And I'm excited to be able to help in that aspect. Can you play in the exhibition? I don't think so. Yeah. I wish. I wish I could play this season. <laughs> yeah. With Kyle Davis here on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar tip-off, 8-for-10 uh, shooting performance tonight. Tyler Hawes, uh, pretty good performance tonight, 35 points. Is that anything new that you are you haven't seen in practice? Uh, I don't think any of us are surprised that he did that. He's uh, Having just been with him for the past couple of weeks, he's he's truly phenomenal just on the offensive end. It's, it's kind of unbelievable to watch him. He's the best offensive player I've, I've ever played with on the same team, and uh, it's fun to be able to watch him do his thing, and today he was feeling it and making great moves. And as you can see, when he gets it in certain spots, it's he's going to miss. You're not going to stop him. So it's going to be fun. He's going to have a great year, and we're looking forward to it. What were some of the goals coming in, and how did you guys do? 
So the goal's coming in, we're just to play as hard as we can. We, we wanted to limit turnovers, of course, just like any other team, rebound the ball well. and uh, We struggled in some aspects, did well in other aspects, but just a, a great learning experience and get ready for our exhibition game and build these next two weeks and be ready for Long Beach. There's been a huge emphasis on making the team defense better. You were ranked 322nd as a team last year. I know you weren't on that team. But how have the coaches talked to you and, and, and gotten this team inspired to play better defense? And ha- if, have you seen an improvement during the offseason? You know, this year, our whole goal is to be a great basketball team, to, to win our league, to, to do things in the NCAA tournament, and to really maximize our potential as a team because we've got fantastic players, and defense is going to have to be a part of that. We can't just rely on outscoring people, which is something we do really well. But this year, there's a huge emphasis on defense, and I think the guys are really stepping up to it and, and buying into it, and it's, it's fun to be a part of. For those unfamiliar with how you got to BYU, how, how did you transfer from Utah State to BYU? Uh, just was a situation where I wanted to, to pursue my basketball career somewhere else, and this is just such a fantastic program, and I was able to meet the coaches, and at that point it was a no-brainer, and being able to be around the team, and just as happy as can be here, and, and grateful to, to be a Cougar. And worth it to be a walk-on for a year before hopefully a scholarship. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a really tough decision in the long run. That was something that me and my wife thought a lot about and, and ultimately determined this was the best decision and we're not looking back so so are you the second married player on the BYU team now along with Josh Sharp and Jordan Ellis oh Jordan, Jordan is Ellis also is married. married so we got three married guys and Josh is a dad so so we're, we're kind of reining it in on the maturity <laughs> level you know are you obligated to hang out with the other married couple I think so yeah we just let the others <laughs> catchphrase and stuff himself, you know because they're so immature and we just I'm just kidding <laughs> Chase Fisher is going through the or went through the exact same thing that you will. Have you talked to Chase about uh, about what he did last year to keep himself entertained and motivated to try and help your game this year as a practice squad player? Yeah, you know Chase has been a, a big help, just being able to give me advice, help me see perspective, and and there are days where you don't want to be a, a redshirt because you want to play. And looking at this team, it's a it's going to be a great year. You can just feel it. So, yeah, I talked to Chase a lot. Talked to Anson. Talk to guys that have been through this experience and just try to, to learn how they maximized and became the best players they could be and just trying to do that each day. Who else stuck out to you besides uh, Tyler Haas and yourself? I think uh, Isaac played well. Qu- quite honestly, I think a lot of players played well tonight. Quite a few ants and chase. Uh, you could just go down the line. Everyone did a great job this year, and I, I think one thing you'll see is guys are going to perform their roles really well on this team, and it's it's such a team feel in there. This is a locker room that's that's really unified and it's fun to be a part of and being able to come uh, from a different program that had great aspects too, but this is just something special. What do coaches say to you during the middle of uh, a situation like this, the Cougar tip-off? I know it's not a real game. They want to simulate some real things. So what's the coaching like in the huddles? You know, the, the coaching is going to be similar to what it will be like in a game because the coaches want to win. When it's Coach Lacombe versus Coach Nash, if he wants to win, it's Coach Pope <laughs> versus Coach Lacombe, whoever, they, they want to win. So. And that's what you want to be a part of. That's and that's how the players are too. When we have different uniforms on, different color, we're, we're going at it. So it's fun. How about that ref situation in the beginning? They didn't even show up. You guys are about to tip and then looking around. We all walked out there and like realized about like 15 seconds in, we're like, someone's different, and then the refs weren't there. So. Were you about to call your own fouls? Well, someone said we should, but then everyone was like, well, I'm not calling anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a bad idea for sure. Someone would be hurt out here if they don't let us call our own fouls. Hey, Kyle, we appreciate the time. Wish you the best of luck in the approaching season. Thanks, guys. BYU basketball all access with the redshirt junior forward Kyle Davis, 6'8", of awesomeness. It hurts that he's not going to play for a year, but, boy, the future looks really bright. And, Brian, you were talking about – you know, having to play against elite-level talent in practice and it makes you better, well, he certainly helps in that category. 
Yeah, definitely going to, to be a big help. Bummer, though. I wish you could play. And if you don't want to call your own foul, it would be a football game if you did that. <laughs> Man, you might as well put the pads on. Up next, David Nixon gets to add his thoughts to our pep talk Thursday for BYU football. If I were you, I'd listen to the linebacker. This is BYU Sports Nation. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in crystal clear radio vision. Simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. We remind you, men's basketball continues. Last night, you got your first taste at the Cougar tip-off, a scrimmage situation. Now BYU plays an actual team in an exhibition sequence. The Colorado School of Mines, the Ore Diggers, Coming over from the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, tip-off 9 Eastern. You can watch that game live on BYU TV and listen to it on BYU Radio as well. Seven Mountain Tip. I'm watching that. Ain't no World Series this time. My Giants won. <laughs> of course, you had to get that in there, My didn't mom you? was like, don't embarrass me, son. We, Giants won. Don't embarrass me on the radio tomorrow. If, you, if anything, you, just, remember, just remember Panda. Just remember Panda. Well, you started You're, off no. by singing Reunited and then uh, a, a version of Happy Birthday that I've never, ever heard and uh, will probably never hear again. That's, a, that's, the, that's the black version. It's the black, the black people's version. My wife, my wife, my wife. I said, I didn't even my wife. My wife was like, what? I never heard that version. I was like, yeah, that's the black people version. Oh. You know, so funny. So as far as embarrassing your, your mom goes, I think you took care of that about 30 seconds right. into the show. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny, man, because it's her birthday or my birthday. You know, they, my, my, my family would call, all call, like, five people would call singing that song. Happy birthday. And my wife was like, what? Is <laughs> what is that? happening? What is that? Is that a remix? Hey, I can yep. sing that one because it's not copyrighted, it's okay? It's a remix. Yeah. Joining us now, it's Pep Talk Thursday for BYU football. Former NFL and BYU linebacker, one of our stable of BYU football analysts on BYU TV, David Nixon. David, Nixon. are you ready to bring the heat? I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm just glad we got Brian in there in studio. I, I think the Logan takeover needs to come permanent, and uh, you two should just team up always. <laughs> wow. Oh. Like, it's Jerem's birthday, <laughs> David. Happy birthday, Jerem. Happy I'm birthday. just kidding. I'm just messing. I like Jerem. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you have to say that. He pays your bills. Yeah, listen, <laughs> True. The, the, li- the linebacker is ready to bring it. Okay, I, I've kind of been been thinking – in a way, this is a good thing for BYU to go on a true road trip, not to Boise, not somewhere relatively close, but to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a place they've never been. Is there something to the fact that they're going to a new location? They'll have seven to 10,000 BYU fans. That's the report that we're hearing, despite four losses. Is this the week that they can truly turn it around and start anew? Well, I hope it's the week, um, but I, I think so. I mean, I think going on the road, you're going to have a long flight out there. You're around your guys. Um, I think any time you can spend with your teammates at, in this juncture in, uh, of the season, I think it's positive um, because obviously, uh, you know, there, there are lacking there, and, and I think be able to be around the teammates and, and hopefully, um, you know, spend some more time than your usual practice time because you got to remember after practice, everyone kind of splits their ways and, and, and goes to class and they have other obligations they have to get to. Um, and so I, I think some uh, ex- extended time to, to kind of talk on the plane and, um, you know, out there, you know, there's not going to be a lot of family members there in Tennessee, um, whereas in Boise State, I imagine a lot of family members drove up. So any, any moment they had to get away after meetings or whatever it may be, they were spending time with family up in Boise. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, now it's, it's going to be them. They're all going to be hanging out with each other. And I tell you, there, there's gotta, something's got to come up to where, 
um, they, they have to find that, that mojo or something where they can rally around each other and, and, and start playing for each other because that, that's what it all comes down to. We mentioned that on AFR that at the end of the day, when you're in a slump like this, uh, you've got to find some type of motivation. And uh, I remember, you know, we, we started off one and two, both my, my sophomore junior years. I mean, we really had to dig deep and say, look, we're playing for each other. I mean, because at the end of the day, we're, we're the ones that have put in all the time. Um, you know, these, these are our seasons. We've only got four of these seasons in our whole career. Yep. So we got to take advantage of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, once again, you just rally around each other. Dave, that's an interesting point that you made that, you know, after practice is over, guys kind of go their separate ways. There's a lot of guys that are married. Did you see a difference with the teams that you had success with uh, compared to the teams that you didn't as far as this, the team unity and the team bonding? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, uh, well, my last three years, um, we were pretty successful, but I looked back towards my freshman year, and, and there was, there was a huge difference. And, uh, you know, I think it, I think it was, uh, you know, you guys mentioned earlier, the band of brothers. And we truly bought into that. And we, we believed that. We, we believed that you were fighting for your brother next to you. And, uh, you know, I, do they have that now? I, I, I can't comment on that. I haven't been in that locker room. Uh, I mean, I can only see what they put out there on the, on the practice field and out there on the game field. Um, but I will say that that uh, when you are a true band of brothers and, and when you're kind of lean on each other, um, then some of the mistakes I think that are happening don't don't quite happen. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think there is something they could obviously you can always improve on that, right? You can always become a more and more tight knit team. Oh yeah. There's, there's never a time whenever you're you know in perfect harmony. Uh, but uh, you know I, I think that might be something that once again on a road trip is, is something they might be able to to use to to help them. Uh, you know, get ready for this game and this last, you know, home stretch of games. You know, something that, that we did, I mean, we talked about the gray T-shirts and the bladed grass, and, and that was all cool because it, it felt like we had the support of the, of the coaches with this as well. But something that we did was, you know, going to the bowling alleys together. I remember Andrew Rich always had barbecue, uh, you know, on, on, on Saturday afternoon and when we got back home or, you know, Fridays or Thursdays. Uh, you know, we, we, we spent extra time together uh, to get that unity. What were some of the things that you guys did that, that allowed you guys to be so close? You know, we had a lot of guys that were roommates with each other, obviously, um, and we we had a, we we just we spent a lot of time. I mean, outside of football, um, you know, we were all hanging out, and uh, you you would go to parties or whatever it was together, um, and and I think that that unity you had then carried over on the field because you kind of were on the same page. You know what to expect. You knew what to expect of the guy next to you. Yep. Um, and uh, and so that obviously helped. And, and once again, I can't comment on if they're doing that off the field or not. Um, but, uh, I mean, these are just little things that, that help, right? I mean, here we are, we're breaking down this team at four and four and, you know, we're, we're wondering what's going wrong, what's wrong in the, inside that locker room and, you know, what's wrong with coaches or whatever it may be people trying to point fingers. Mm -hmm. I will tell you one thing, winning cures everything. Oh yeah. And, and, and if BYU can go out to middle Tennessee state and, and pull out a victory, um, I'll tell you what, the fingers now aren't pointed at people. People are now optimistic, thinking, okay, we can make a, you know, win these last four games and, and end the season eight and four and, and go on to a bowl game and hopefully be nine and four. Um, and, and so that's, that's what the players have to think. I mean, there's so much being said in the media and, and, and so much being said by, by people that they associate with daily. I mean, I imagine, I, I imagine professors are asking them what the heck's going on. And, <laughs> right. and, and, T, and, and, their, and their former class or their, their current classmates are asking them, what's going on. And, and so the second you start winning, those questions go away and, and people are then saying, Hey, great job. How, you know, how, how'd you feel about the game instead of what the heck went wrong in that game? Um, and so uh, once again, winning cures everything. And, and if I think, they, I think 
I think if they can get on the uh, winning track again, um, I think uh, you'll see a lot of these problems kind of go away. But in the meantime, you start to question stuff. You start to question, well, am I that close with my my buddy next to me that's, that uh, is a defensive lineman or a, a DB or yeah. you know a receiver? Is he doing his job? And does he really know what he's doing? Or do the coaches really know what they're doing? I mean, you question everything, and that's a bad, bad place to be. So. Um, a win is, is, I think it's essential at this point, so you can hopefully erase some of those uh, those questions looming. David Nixon, we've got about a minute left, and I want to ask this before uh, we, we let you go. Follow him at D underscore Nixon, by the way, on Twitter. What does it mean for former players to watch a team like this go out and represent the stretch Y, to put that helmet on, that jersey on? Because I know I have the privilege of being around you and Brian, and we watched a game with Brian Keel against Nevada the other night. You live and die with the plays. Why is that? What does it mean to you as former players? I tell you, I'm actually getting goosebumps right now as you ask that question because that, that stretch <laughs> right. why means everything. It means, it means everything, man. And, and, uh, and I think that's why you see some former players speaking out and, and frustrated because, I mean, it, it, we, you know, you look at fans, and a lot of fans are passionate, and some of us try to harness that back, but I guarantee you we're, we're much more passionate than any, you know, the most passionate fan out there for the fact that we, we were all part of that uh, process of trying to build what BYU is. And so uh, there's no doubt that it's tough to watch, you know, the, the losses because, um, you know, there, there are things that you see that, hey, they're so close to getting stuff fixed or one guy was out of place and sure enough it went for a big play. And so it's tough to watch. But at the same time, we've all been there. We, we've all been in those stretches where we have, you know, had losses and, and where we might have started to question ourselves or, or where people, the media started questioning us. And so we can sympathize with those players, and we know that they have the potential to turn it back around. And we know that it's literally just one win away from getting that confidence back and, and realizing that, yeah, we are a good team. We are well coached, and we can go out there and beat really any team in the country we want to beat. Yep. We ha- they, they have the talent. We've seen them you know, uh, beat you know, opponents like uh, Houston and Virginia and, and Texas who have great talent. Um, and, and so it's there. It's just going out there and, and actually doing, you know, going executing the game plan, and, um, and I think that's once again what, what a win will do is is hopefully get them back on that right track, and and, and hopefully they can finish up with a, a solid end of the season. David, great to talk to you. You can watch David and Brian on After Further Review every Tuesday night on BYU TV. You can also watch them on Countdown to Kickoff live this Saturday, two thirty Eastern, twelve thirty Mountain Time. David, we'll see you on Saturday. All right, guys, take care. All right, David. Up next, Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball coach. He puts a cap on the fall classic. Hmm. Brian, I don't want you to gloat too much because he's a fan of Jeremy Guthrie, who was the starting pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. Oh, oh. we've never heard of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> giants, and giants. You're embarrassing your mother again. <laughs> oh, she has a smile on her face right now. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Don't forget Saturday, 2.30 Eastern, 12.30 Mountain Countdown to kick off Brian Logan and his band of brothers. Bob. Hashtag Bob. Get you ready for BYU and Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I will be live from Tennessee with the reports on injuries, sideline stuff for the ankles. pre- and post-game on ankles. <laughs> ankles. We've outlawed that word, by the way, oh, from oh, BYU sorry. Sports Nation for the, the rest of the football the stadium. Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Tune in to BYU TV and BYU Radio for Countdown to kick off. What is your best pep talk for BYU football, by the way, in 140 characters or less? We heard from Coach Logan. We've heard from Coach Nixon. What do you, the fans, think BYU football needs to hear to get them riled up to play football? Let's hear from another coach 
a real coach, Mike <laughs> Littlewood, the BYU baseball coach, back on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, uh, I know you're a baseball expert, but let's we're, we've been talking about football. You've gone through some some struggles with your baseball team. What do you say to your team after consecutive losses, four in a row now for BYU football? What do you what do your players need to hear at that point? Well, you know, baseball and football are so different. Four in a row in football is kind of like ten or ten or eleven yeah. or twelve in a row in baseball. Yeah, yep, that's a good point. And you know. You, Every team's going to go through it. You go through ruts. And, and again, we were just talking a little bit about clubhouse or locker room. Yeah. Um, and it's tough. It, really, at that point, the coaches have said enough. And it's, it's kind of up to the team, team captains or maybe the leaders on the team, to take charge of it. But really, you, you start getting those four, four or five, those big, those long uh, losing droughts and it's, or winning droughts. And it's really all about self-doubt, yeah. loss of confidence. Um, you, like last year with baseball, we lost a bunch of games at the end at the end where we had leads. And mm-hmm. it was we talked about this yesterday with Dr. Craig Manning who's who's meeting with our team and we we said last year there was no matter what, if we had a lead, if it was tied, whatever, we were gonna lose because we were figuring out which way are we gonna lose today. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be we don't know which way it's gonna be. Where yeah. the previous year it was we know we're gonna win. It doesn't matter if we're down four runs or up four runs, we're gonna win. And traditionally my teams have done that and I just kind of expect that. And it's just a vibe of the team. It really is. Uh, you've been on. You've been in, in uh, locker rooms, and it's yeah. really the vibe of the team and having each other's backs, uh, knowing that if you if you mess up a play, that your teammates got your back, and that that builds confidence, you know, and gets rid yeah. of that self doubt. It's a tough thing, but but um, you know, what was previously said with your uh, with your last interview is winning takes care of pretty much everything. Yeah, it I, certainly I, makes it better. It yeah. does. I, I think the biggest thing for me as a player was was when able to, to, to gather red and, and look forward and, and look at some hope and some bright yeah. spots was really when things shook up. When something was shook up, like a, a, a coach was let go or, you know, Coach Minnell taking over the defense or, you know, maybe have, starting your captain or your senior yeah. because of that leadership. What are some of the things that, that you would do as a head coach to – uh, shake up the teaming, you know. Hey, wake, wake up, wake yeah. up. Let's let's move forward. Well, absolutely. I think that's you hit it right on the head. It's uh, maybe playing a um, a walk on shortstop who's you know who's done great a great job in practice and he's set a great tone in practice, but he's never mm-hmm. had the opportunity to get in a game. And you've got an, another guy, a junior, a senior that's struggling at that spot, and yeah. not being afraid to make those changes just just to to shake it up a little bit and see what happens. Um, but it is. I mean, if you just kind of get in that rut. And, and things go day after day. It gets monotonous, yeah. and guys start guys start everything. Like, like last year, um, I didn't like myself. I, I told my players, I don't know why you guys would like me. I don't, I don't even <laughs> like myself. Because you look for any small thing turns into a big thing. You yeah. know, if someone doesn't close the clubhouse door, and it turns into, like, make, make everybody run five miles, you know. <laughs> Where, in, you know, when you're winning, you just shut the door, and you, and you move on. I mean, right. just uh, everything just blows up, and, and that's kind of – that's probably what they're what they're experiencing just a little bit, but they'll pull out of it. You know? BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood with us on BYU Sports Nation. We need to talk World Series baseball. What a magical run to the Game Seven of the World Series. The Kansas City Royals back in it for the first time in 29 years. You you know a guy well, Jeremy Guthrie. He spoke at your BYU baseball yeah. banquet. Starting pitcher of Game Seven. What was it like for you to watch Jeremy go out there on the mound last night and, and pitch in Game 7 of the Fall Classic? Well, first of all, I, I was at practice with our team, and I couldn't wait to get home to watch the game, and usually I'm not like that. I'll catch okay. a couple innings here or there. And it was honestly like watching one of my own kids play. You know, my palms were sweaty, and I was kind of <laughs> like, you, you got to hit your spots or whatnot. But I I was hoping he would go deep into the game, and but um, – and he would have, if that was just a, another game in that situation throughout the course, if it was in early September, he would have stayed in that game and, and they would have let him ride it out a little bit. 
like they do starting pitchers. But right. you know, in this game, obviously, anything goes wrong, you got to get get your starting guy out there and just go to your pen and see. And and it worked great. I mean, three two. Um, I mean, I think that the whole you know the word or the the name of the of the World Series is Madison Bumgarner. I mean, right. without him, that was incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible to see what he did. Yeah, let's qualify what he did as a starting pitcher coming in and taking over and and going the distance. Yeah. I mean, staying in the game. Have you ever seen anything like that? I really have not. Um, and it seems like left-handers can come come back a little bit more quickly than than right-handers. But I'm I mean, coming back two days after you just threw right. and, and get three wins and and you throw five innings and I know Bruce Bochy. I've met Bruce and, and uh, incredible, incredible guy. But I think he was probably hoping to get maybe one or two innings out of Madison Bumgarner and let you know let the the pen take over from there. But right. uh, man, when he got on a roll and he started throwing just like he was, he was his velocity was down maybe yeah. a, a mile or, or two an hour. But it didn't matter because they couldn't hit it anyway. <laughs> it was absolutely incredible, and I love his demeanor. I mean, I just I just love it. He uh, he'll give up a hit or the guy in the last inning when uh, the single was turned into a triple, he's like, hey, no big deal. Let's, right. I'll just get this guy to pop out. Yeah. Hey, wasn't that yeah. something? Yeah. It's, so, it's so important as an athlete to stay even killed through yeah. your highs and through your lows. And you stay even and, and you're able to focus at the moment, at the task at hand. Yeah. Uh, with, with with the Giants, you know, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. I grew up in yeah, the Bay well, Good for you. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bandwagon guy because I don't know nothing about the Giants <laughs> at all. So I just, my mom texted me this morning and said panda just remember panda so but with that with that being said i mean you look at the dynasty right and that yeah. word being thrown out can you consider that a dynasty even though the the, the a couple years throughout the stretch they've been just horrible yeah right you look at yeah. other teams like like the patriots who you know win super bowls and championships but they're they, the years that they don't they're right there yeah. you know they're a game or two away right. Uh, you know, I, I they weren't even great this year, really. I mean, you look at the oh, Giants; they were wild card team, and 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 we're up and down. I think you look at Bruce Bochy and the consistency that he offers every single day as a manager coming in, just and he's that even keeled. Yeah. And when they're losing, it's like, hey, no big deal; we can still be a good team. But you have certain guys step up. I mean, Hunter Pence and, and Sandoval. I yep. think I think uh, Panda had uh, the most hits in in, yeah. in postseason play yep. in history, yep. and then Hunter Pence is like eleven for twenty seven or something like that in in the in the World Series. A, kid, a guy you'd never – if you're trying to teach your kid how to hit, you'd go, don't look at him. Yeah, do <laughs> not it's watch the It's the ugliest thing. But if you break his swing down, which we've done down in our in our stadium down there, he keeps the bat in the zone as long as anybody in the game. Mm-hmm. I, and so wow. that – which is just really conducive to, to have, giving yourself a better chance to hit the ball every time. But yeah. they had certain guys step up, and that was big. Uh, panic, the play he made up the middle yeah. with the double play. I mean, I think that was as big as Bumgarner yeah, yesterday coming huge. in. Because that's a first third – no out situation if that yep. ball gets through. So those little tiny things where you're having a couple guys step up here and there, and then you have the guys step up big. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Those those weren't the two best teams in Major League Baseball, in my opinion, this year. We would uh, be severely lacking in our, uh, I guess, our BYU Sports Nation skills if we did not ask you about the state of BYU baseball yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> What's going on, Coach? How's fall ball, cold Great. weather training? What's going on? It, it's good. You know, most people don't realize we've been going full full bore since September seventh. Yeah. Um, every single day, uh, four hours of practice, and and uh, we played a couple games scrimmages against uh, Salt Lake Community College, and we're going to finish up our fall this Saturday down at Dixie State with a scrimmage. Nice. Um, but I man, I love our I love our pitching staff. Um, we've got I think last year we probably had four or five guys four ish that we could count on week to week that we knew could go out and get us out. Um, a couple guys in the pen that we just wore out just because we had to. Those were the only guys. And I would say this year we have 
10 to 12 guys that are really going to get outs for us. We can put in any game. And um, guys that are throwing in the low 90s and, and some in the mid-90s, James nice. Langle and Colton Mahoney are 93, 94 every Ooh-wee. single time they throw. Um, but they know how to pitch, too. I mean, uh, the guy probably with the least velocity in our team – as a right-hander is Jeff Barker, and he was probably our best pitcher last year. Solid. Returning. Yes. so And much improved uh, on the offensive side, too, and a couple young guys. I, I like where we're at. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get going. Of course, we're just playing ourselves. So right now it's just like, <laughs> who knows? Well, most importantly, I hope you like yourself better now than you did last <laughs> right. year. Are you feeling yeah. better about yourself? Well, four months off takes, takes a little bit of the edge <laughs> off. But, man, I woke up and looked in the mirror and go, I don't like that guy last year. <laughs> Hey, Coach, great to talk to you. Thanks for breaking down the Fall Classic and uh, coaching in general. Thanks for having me. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we recap some of our top headlines. Tyler Haas is still really good. Yep, factual facts of fact. And (laughs) it's a big night for BYU women's soccer and BYU women's volleyball. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Factual facts of fact. Yes, I'm using that. Thanks, guys. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan here. Big night for a couple of BYU women's teams. Women's soccer trying to extend an 11-match win streak against St. Mary's. And the 11th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team at Santa Clara tonight. Just win. Karma. Future guests include Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah, that's going to be a really intriguing interview. You'll see it tomorrow as part of BYU Football All Access. Brian Logan also back for more tomorrow. I'm back. I'm excited. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. That's easy. 35 points, 4 or 4 shooting from the three-point line. Tyler Hawes Tyler. gets our rise and shout. Salute you, brother. What is your best pep talk for BYU football in 140 characters or less? Keep those tweets coming in. I want to read this from Nicoletto, former player. You stand on the shoulders of those who played before you and are helping pave the way for future teams. Beat mm. BYU football. Preach. Love it. Love it. Thanks to our guests today and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. We're back tomorrow on Radio Vision. Happy birthday, Jerem.